Hey, Ricky Rackman here, and you are listening to Middle Age Metalheads. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think the name's really stupid because I don't want to be reminded <laughs> we're middle age, even though I know that you're all about the greatest music from the 80s and 90s. But Middle Age Metalheads, it hurts because it's true. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Middle Age Metalheads. My name is Michael Stamps, and I am so thankful to be joined tonight by Colin Bosler. Hey. David Timoney. Yo. John Harden. Ciao. <laughs> yeah. Repping so Texas, are, yo. We, we are a little revved up tonight because... Uh, the topic du jour or you know of the week the samana is uh cover songs songs that heavy metal bands have covered uh our thoughts about the whole phenomenon the the, the sort of historical context we'll get into a little bit of, about um but we might we might just start off like right from the top and then kind of work backwards which I, I think might be fun you can do it david and and just like give give you a, a kind of an example of of, of what we're, we're we're trying to like begin to uh, discuss and analyze because we've we've all heard uh, you know these these great bands covering songs uh, and, and then sometimes we discover bands who have kind of snuck one past us and we're always kind of maybe pleasantly or oddly surprised to find that oh that's that's not an original song so we're, we're gonna we're gonna just kind of like dive in here a little bit so everybody could just kind of like chime in we 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 do a great deal of research on this uh podcast don't we gents countless hours sure yeah yeah we got we got google docs so we got google like sheets and we listen to some of the songs <laughs> and sometimes we uh we put a little uh, thought into our uh, uh our, our choices and, and and sort of build the conversation from there so um we just I'm I'm looking just going from like round robin here just starting at Colin there Colin just like give us like some of the like good examples of like a heavy metal band doing a like a rich tasty cover well I'm going to say that if you listen to my opinion on the protest episode I called bullshit on the majority of the protest songs I'm calling half bullshit what? on the cover songs because okay. because I think that at the heart of every band, there is a love for the music that they grew up on, the bands that they respect. They want to do some homage to their, their heroes. <laughs> That's not the bullshit part. <laughs> oh. Oh. So, so when you, so when you see, when I have seen or, or listened to a really strong cover tune that is put early in the career or one that is not the most popular song, I have a tendency to take them with more i have a tendency to respect them more okay so, so you, the got, example, you, got, you, you got some examples so the yeah. example like okay dissident aggressor done hmm. by slayer okay early on in their career not the most popular judas priest track they do a, a killer job of it fantastic to me that is a true young band saying this song kicks ass and i want to do this song justice and i want to show the world that i really appreciate that and then yeah. to use the other one that I have on my list from Judas Priest hey, is Diamonds. Your list, man. He said, "Start at the top." I'm just giving just just give, just give us like some random examples, but you're you're gonna lay it all out. But that's that's fine too, Colin. Go I'm for it. In the goods early, dude. This is why you don't make any money. 
<laughs> go go full Monty if you want to. Just like lay your cards down <laughs> no, on the I'm, table. I'm going to save a couple, but my other my other example is Diamonds and Rust by Judas Priest. Nobody's picking a Joan Baez tune, right? No metal band is going to grab that, that an album from her off the shelf and say, this is what I need to do. So I think those are more respectful and true. In the okay. last five years, though, it seems like when bands get stuck and there's nothing coming out, they just go, you know what? Let's do a cover album. And now... I think yeah. you're grab- I think you're grabbing songs that have, yeah, you can do them well, but you're grabbing songs that have a huge following. Like when Striper did their cover album, they did "Carry On My Wayward Son." They did it's a cover f- album. Oh yeah. Oh yes, I think we did talk about this. Yeah. And it it's a fine version of that song. It has, it has, it has, I have no issue with it. But you don't pick that song to be, to be, you know, you're doing it because it's popular. We're American Band has been covered by Jackal and everybody else. You know, Anthrax. All these bands come out with these with these cover to Tesla. Autograph. Tesla did a double disc. Three, no, three discs, I think, John. You're the big Tesla guy. Just, 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 just yeah. cover songs, yeah. right? Well, yeah, exactly. And one yeah, of their real... biggest hits was a Grateful Dead cover. What right. was that? Trucking. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, I'm not kidding you. They're, they uh, For uh, the, the, the five-man acoustical jam... Um, they did a lot of covers and they, they converted their songs to acoustic sort of performance. Yeah, it's called but, Real to Real, and then there's a three three volume set. But my point is that signs. I think and signs. But I think that's a but, good. That's like the only Tesla song I genuinely like. Because you don't listen to Tesla, bro. Correct. And you would recognize that that song sucks. <laughs> so Just I think so, so. I think that half the time it's bullshit because I think it's the record company saying, look. You need something out there. Throw together a cover album and let's get let's get it out there and get some press. That's 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 a good point. You you kind of like took us to like the, the the next level. The sort of like what what middling bands are doing now in between actual original releases. And yeah, they do package up like you know all the all the covers that they like or their their uh, that are part of their the, you know their their career before they started recording when they were just doing club dates and whatnot. But yeah, you're right that there's there's a big market just for entire albums that are just loaded up with unoriginal songs, um, which is, is sometimes sometimes cool. But it, it just does seem like filler. <clears throat> David, what 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 sort of examples do you have for us? Of uh, you want examples? You know, I, just, when we started talking about this idea, I'm dead serious. The the two things I thought about doing, which Mexican radio, I took I was on, I took it off, right? Mexican. Radio. Radio, right? So um, that was on my list originally, right? Celtic Frost doing Mexican Radio by Wall of Voodoo. Great song. Um, Great song. But, well, but you know what? I, I don't know that I've ever, other than, I think it was in a movie soundtrack and I recognized it. Um, the Celtic Wall, Frost by, one? No, no, no. The Wall of Voodoo version. Okay, yeah. I didn't know it was a, it was a cover until I read the ah, liner notes. That's, see, that's, that's, that's exactly the, the sort of point we want to kind of get to. It's like, what do you mean? That's they, not a Celtic yeah, I mean, Frost they, song. I missed their intent in the whole deal. You know what I mean? I just, that's uh-huh. a, it's on a really great record, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, I was tempted to, to pull out like all these like SOD, MOD, Anthrax covers of like, right. like Anthrax covering SOD, MOD covering SOD. Anthrax covering MOD and so you know, just like going in circles. Like, Sounds like a circle songs. jerk. <laughs> I'm not really that into any of those three bands other than Anthrax. Uh, the other joke would have been, you know, Billy Sheehan 
every band he's in plays shy boy and like there's like some other (laughs) oh my favorite cover is shy boy by these 15 bands that billy sheehan was in but it's Um, always it's always be billy sheehan singing the song though too no 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 well david lee roth okay (laughs) anyway um all of this is to say i'm calling absolute bs on the metal lord colin bosler's bs oh shit double bullshit so here's the here's the two things about cover bands and i don't know if anybody else in the in the podcast here was in a band but let me tell Um, you man there's nothing in the world that feels like like calling your bandmates back in the day and being like hey let's learn this song and then you come to practice and you play the song and everybody learned it and it sounds freaking awesome. Like mm-hmm. you hit mm-hmm. the first riff and everybody is there and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm doing that thing. Yeah. And, know, and, then, and then the audience response when you put no, that not song even on. That. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, more than anything, you know, it's like you're, you got into music listening to music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you get together with people like i had a there was a drummer from stymie's band um and the and a guitar player who i knew from like around the scene who didn't have a band they were like hey you want to get together and jam and i was like what do you want to what do you want to play and they're like well look let's all learn leprosy or not leprosy uh pull the plug by death right and then we'll just jam but like let's all work that song up Dude rolls in, sets up this huge drum kit. Um, the, the, the guitar player, he plugs into my rig. I was going to play bass and sing. And he just counted it out. And everybody like committed to learning the record version of this. And it was just like chills. It was so amazing that we just like all did this thing, having never rehearsed it, but we knew the song. So like the channeling of like your metal roots as a group is just, I can't even explain it. Like I still to this day, like I'll pick up, I'll plug in and I'll just start playing riffs from bands I love. And it's like crank it up, you know, cause my neighbors aren't home and you know, the, the, the wife and kids are either at work or at school or whatever. And I'll be home on a day that I'm off and I'll just crank it up and start playing like entombed riffs or something, or even a kiss tune or whatever. And it's just, there's nothing like it finding like the perfect, little tweak on the amp to make it sound like just right or the right guitar picking the right guitar the other wait, thing is but wait so you agree, she, she agreed with me no not at all I, well, I, you, I wanted, you just I, said the same thing i said okay i'm done with you metal lord with your half bs <laughs> I, I, I wanted to kind of maybe maybe probe that point a little bit further david in the Uh-oh. sense that uh, you know is, is uh is something in the satisfaction of uh like imitating the sound as though you were kind of like inhabiting or kind That's of channeling it. the band just kind of like yeah, i'm yeah. doing it just like the record and isn't that sort of like a, a wonderful there's, accomplishment there's nothing I'm, I'm telling you dude it's not it, it's the difference between playing the notes and like you said it feeling like you're channel like i was i was plugged in, into a rig at like a recording studio and i didn't the guy's like oh we got plenty of amps just bring your guitar and i brought my guitar and the amp that he had was this like old Marshall and I plugged in and like just the sound of it. I'm not a Hendrix guy, like by a long shot. I like him, but I don't try to play like him at all. And I'm not that good and all that other stuff. Oh, we, yeah, just, we got that. I just, <laughs> thank you. 
I just you, you were you were playing like, you were playing death, so it's like yeah. to go from one. Well, it's to like the I other. hit like the opening note that feeds back that leads into Foxy Lady, and it was just like that's it, like yeah. that's the exact freaking yeah. sound of it, and I was like, that's amazing. And then we all played Foxy Lady. We recorded it. It sucked, but it was amazing. It was awesome. That feeling, like I and I think that's it. It's like that feeling of kind of not just not just playing it right because a computer can play all the notes it's really kind of bringing it together and channeling it like feeling that in your gut but the other side of that the flip side of that is like you mentioned kind of like playing it live and having people feel it with you like we hate your originals play a song that we know oh shake me by cinderella listen man people (laughs) do it in sound check right you're standing around doing sound check and they're like okay yeah kick drum and the drummer's like do 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 and what does every tuned in guitar player and bass player do they start playing god of thunder oh i i i thought it was iron man (laughs) and then they're like if you guys could stop playing that'd be great (laughs) and then you know they, they, they sound check the drums but those little opportunities you have, like in a sound check, there's people who are at the bar, they're thinking about staying for the gig, your music sucks, but like you throw out a riff and they're like, oh yeah, 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 I love that song. You're like, well, we're not gonna play that song. But, yeah, but it's that signaling just... and connecting with the audience and you go, hey, we should do like a cool version of that song because we suck. <laughs> yeah, this is a song that people would like perk up their ears to. And, and I'm not gonna name to. anything on my list but I took the role of rot gut raccoon and pulled stuff out from my Wayback machine. So, Oh my God. You. Well, we're, we're really looking forward to that. I don't think. Um, so maybe John, you could just give us like something where we just go like, you know, there's a heavy metal band. They do a cover song. It's really popular. <laughs> such, <laughs> such a thing like that without Remember that time. Yeah. And I, I, I think, there's there's two sides uh, of a cover that that uh, one I'm okay with the other one I don't really dig and I think if a band is brand new or if a if we're, it's a band in a bar or something like that that you've never heard of I find nothing wrong with covers especially if they're played well like yeah. when when Steel Panther first started they used to be called Metal <laughs> Shop right. they would play at the Viper Room in Los Angeles every Monday night at midnight and they would pack it and we would go and they were on fire. They would play those songs better than the bands played them. Like note like, for note. Yeah. Note, note for note. And I mean, they're, they're still super talented. You can tell mm-hmm. when you hear their albums, even though they're jokey and they get a little tiresome, like, you know, the guy who plays guitar in that band, he teaches at, at, uh, at uh, the guitar Institute, the singer Ralph is like, a spot on David Lee Roth. They had a Van Halen cover band as well uh, before Metal Shop. And those guys are super talented. Like they're, they're, and it was so fun. And seeing those guys play covers was great. When a band gets to a certain level, when they have an album out, when they have two albums out and I'm paying money to go see them, (laughs) don't play covers. I don't want to see that shit. Like, I, like, (laughs) Like I remember going to see Bon Jovi sort of fairly early on and they used to always cover the boys are back in town. One, I don't like Thin Lizzy. Two, if I wanted to hear Thin Lizzy, I'd go see Thin Lizzy. Like 
But you couldn't. It, but I get your point. If yeah. you've only got a handful of songs that you can play in your set, why are you wasting one on a cover? And some bands will put two or three covers in a set. And it's just like, yeah. why? There, I, I think to, to go back to David's point, there, there's a certain sort of um, a sense that they're crowd pleasers. It's like, yeah, we played some I of guess, our, but, but, but the but, crowd but, but, is there to see them play but if their you, songs. Like, but if I you can have see someone play a fucking Steve Miller cover at any bar in America on any given night, like I don't, I don't need to pay to see it. Yeah, but if they, but if they did something like really sort of like left field, to be like, L- oh like my gosh, Ron Keel doing a Bruce Sprint or a Patty Smythe song. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, or I just, I just that, imagine that was like, rough cut. I, I, I would I, I would want to see no, like no Keel did because the night right yeah they did uh, because the night and they oh, also no. did uh, that was like a let, hit for them right that well the, like, the 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 thing is like on their first good? in quotes yeah on their first record they did the Stones let's spend the night together right uh, I mean but I like thinking, if I, I don't know we've talked about it before it's like some of those bands especially the ones that that you know we talk about a lot the Motley Crues and Van Halen's were on the road so much that they had they had to fill a record I think at the time yeah. You know, Warner Brothers is like, look, Van Halen Two is coming out in two months, and it's like, well, right. we've been on the road. We don't. We only have four songs, and it's like, well, guess we got some covers. You know, yeah. or it's either the album's going to be fifteen minutes long, or can you guys play a couple songs? And most of those bands had staples that they played in the clubs, and you know, yeah. it probably wasn't that hard for them to to put down. And yeah. I like some of the Van Halen covers, but. I would still, if I go to see them, I would rather see them play their songs. So, so this this brings us to like an interesting twist in the conversation. There, we just we'll start with Van Halen in the sense that anybody who's heard the Kinks do "You Really Got Me," all right, you you get a sense that there's like some really interesting distortion going on there with uh, with Ray Davis's guitar. But then you hear Van Halen do it on Van Halen One, and you're like, oh. This is a song I recognize, but now it's kind of revved up and it's doing something a little more. Well, that's that's the problem of 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 the Kinks, right? Like pioneers oh, were oh, slaughtered. Oh no, right? but I but I but but again, I I can think it, it it's kind of like an homage. I don't think they're they're trying to like out Kinks the Kinks. That's that's kind of hard to do. I think in, in a lot of ways, uh, could it could it be like a a sort of respectful homage where it's like we like the kinks van halen of course was a legendary sort of like backyard party band so they basically built their their career early on on just playing covers because that's what people wanted to hear and then when they when they were clubbing all they some of the band some of the clubs on the sunset strip all they wanted the bands to play were covers and if you if you read van halen rising or the uh the other Van Halen uh, biography, they would accidentally sort of like slip in an original and people would just kind of go. So there's, there's the sort of reverse where it's like, right, there's that deep cut. I'm not familiar with. On the oh Kings my gosh. Catalog. What is this? But this is a pretty cool song. You know, this song, right? It's like, mm, yeah, I know this song too, oh, yeah. but it's like, it's a Van Halen original. Ice cream man was another cover on that song. Van Halen too includes what you're no good. Uh, uh, sort of like Dion dancing in the streets uh, that's that uh, was on diver down diver oh, okay. da- diver down is like that's the point it's where like, like half covers 
shit oh, those dudes on. the dudes must be fucking exhausted because they got, <laughs> uh, they got another kink song on there where of all the good times gone they got oh pretty woman by roy and see, orbison and that's they, why that's yeah. the most phoned in album of all that's why it's oh, the weakest yeah. van halen album but it's but it's great like that's the thing though it's like it's for for the hardcore dudes who got in at the ground level for van halen that that one is is like phoned in for the dudes who like me the first real exposure they had to van halen was diver down you're hearing these rocked out versions of songs you know and you're like you're convinced to go back and check out van halen like it's a doorway in for a lot of people like you know i i didn't put it on my list but kill switch engages uh holy diver no no it's so like like, i i it now now here's the thing I never gave them the time of day, but when I heard their version of it, it's very good. It's very faithful. In many ways, the production is what Dio would have done if he did that record in the modern time. Like very heavy, very straightforward. But I went, because of that cover, I went back and listened to them. Didn't like him, okay. but I did like the singer, so I checked out the other bands he was in. You know what I mean? That he's took from, me on like he, a he, little he, metal journey, dude. He, he's from Fishtown, David. Just a uh, fun fact. Fishtown, Philly? Yep. Oh, Killswitch is good, man. Yeah. How many teams Dio is from, from somewhere else? No, not Dio, the lead singer of Killswitch. <laughs> Dio is from Jersey. Oh, I wonder if I knew that guy. I, Dio? So I'm going to. John I'm, Amos. I'm gonna call complete bullshit on that because uh, it, I was I was I just at, went and I, listened to Tesla playing trucking for you. No, oh well, <laughs> well, well, thank you. That's that's very sweet it's of you. At and, least as bad as the Grateful Dead version, by the way. Oh well, I, I, what Grateful Dead song does not oh, like on. that touch of really, Grey song? Really, I really liked that when it came out. That that was okay. So that's maybe their one hit, but like. I, I, if there's any, if there's any, people will always say this, like, I love all kinds of music and I will listen to all kinds of music, but like, Grateful Dead is just like, I'd, ra- I'd, I'd rather go to like a Joseph Mengele dentist and spend like a couple hours there than listen to fucking Grateful Dead. Dude, what's the, That's what's the, that. what's the internet thing, John? How long you get into a conversation before somebody mentions Nazis? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we beat it. But we beat it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so set your clocks back because we're going to try it again. <laughs> um, but but, but the, point, the, the, right the, the, the point that I would make here, and, and again, yeah, we could talk about these bands who like fill up albums because they're so busy and so exhausted of touring and the, the cycle of like going on the road, releasing new material, uh, kind of exhaust their sort of creative energies. And so there's always the sort of like, hey, Let's just throw in uh, "Smoking in the Boys' Room." It turns out to be a great hit, but that was like a rock candy song that uh, that uh, Vince Neil had did, and he, he he imagined that was his great contribution to the album, as you remember from the Dirt, uh, you know, book. It's like I gave them "Smoking in the Boys' Room." That was our greatest hit. It's like, mm, okay, it was all right. So fucking, you know kind of like fade back a little bit but w- one of the things i, I think we, we, we can kind of like open this up a little bit further is if you're gonna cover a dio song and you love dio you're not gonna cover like the signature song holy diver and 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 and, 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 and well the, 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 the harmonic the, is dead on 
the, the the other thing I'm going to say is like if it's like if it sounds exactly like Dio, like what exactly have you done then? It's kind of like Ralph uh, you know, Gus Van Zant like remaking Psycho. It's, it's like, exactly. but it's, it's in color. Exactly. It's good, in man. color. You, you channeled good, Dio, just like David said. Vivian Campbell's wife no, loves it's, that. It's, it's, it's unnecessary. It's superfluous. It's kind of like, we already have fucking Dio. You're not going to improve on Dio, just like you're not going to improve on Hitchcock. It's just like... Well, I'm going to listen to it right now. You, you could. Sure you, you totally do. could. And, 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 and again, for people who are out there, like, want to, like, test David. It Dio. also doesn't have a minute and a half of... We, we, we lost an episode of our Dio conversation, and Which people will remember that, that David is not a big, knowledgeable, or even familiar fan of Dio. He has come to Dio very late. So yeah, but I'm I've just... listened to more Dio in the last two years. Oh no, 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 no. Yes, yes. Since then, I'm just saying. But like, it, it's kind mm -hmm. of like <laughs> it's on right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. When, when when they when they performed that in front of Anthrax and uh, and Joey Belladonna came out and did a little background vocals, it was just like the so crowd. Good. The crowd. What about was that? What about that family band who does it? They kill it, dude. Oh, I, oh, but no. again, the I, I traps. No, yeah, the Von traps. Ah, yeah. Boom! That Nazi reference. Boom! Got it almost go. within three three minutes. There, good job. <laughs> Quick, thanks. We're we're scoring, but uh, again, I, I I I would I think there's there's something more interesting in a band sort of um, reimagining uh, 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 perhaps a more obscure song. Or, or, or trying to like take a song that's not in their genre. If you're a heavy metal band covering another heavy metal band and you do it note for note, it's like, it, it's kind of unnecessary. It's, yeah, but you know what, it, I'll it, tell it, you it, what, it, having, and, and, and I don't know if other, other musicians feel this way, but like if you're in a metal band and you do a cover, like you pick a song and you go, hey, you know what would be great? We should do a metal version of this song right okay and you put some drums to it and you make the guitar parts heavy and you sing it and then you go a year later you're like hey you know it'd be great if we did a metal version of this song and you realize how formulaic it is to take an existing song and make a metal version of it and for that reason i was like this kind of sucks this kind of sucks to take a non-metal song and like you know it'd be great make a metal version of jolene and then you're like, Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. And it's like, okay, that's actually not No, keep going. I kinda, Such I kinda a great song. I kind of like it's that. Like, it's just super formulaic, though. Like, you just take a song, you add some heavy guitars, you add some double bass, you stay pretty true to the melody, and then you do something metal about it. You scream, you do the right. high pitch thing, you do the growl thing. And it's like, you know what? No. It's been well, done. Well, and, and and again, I think that's what you know. You we see like on uh, you know one of the points being like when Limp Biscuit covers George Michael's Faith, it's like, oh, I see what you're doing there. You're taking a song which is a, an otherwise like perfect classic song, and you're you're metallicizing it in a way, which makes it kind of like ironic, makes it kind of uh, gimmicky, kind of kind of yeah. cool i think it's but, harder but, and more artistic to make to take a metal song and cover it in a way that's both respectful and maybe better it like so kill switch engaged doing holy night so again to get to, behind blue eyes is fantastic by the way who's that never heard of 
Limp Biscuit doing Behind Blue Eyes. I'm listening to it right now. The Who song Behind Blue Eyes. The Who song. Yeah. No, I know uh, the Who. So good. I just can't. Every time you say that other thing, it's just. They they did. They did that for like. They did that for like a movie soundtrack or something. And which where you see like a lot of covers. uh, We we could throw out uh, probably like one of the greatest albums of the 80s that for, for all covers would be like the Less Than Zero soundtrack, which is just loaded up with heavy bands doing cover songs. Um, you know, with the what, what do you got on there? You got Slayer doing in Gata de Vida, you have um, Aerosmith doing another blues it. cover. Um, uh, I'm just going from memory, Poison doing rock, rock and roll, rock and, and the boogie woogie flu. There you go, yep. And they, you know, that, and that's that's kind of like right there in their wheelhouse. LL stuff. Cool J, another metal band. Oh, yeah, totally. Um. What's he doing there? Is he best is he, song on that record? He's doing John, Scream on, for Vengeance. Best song on that record. Uh, Hazy Shade of Winter by, Shade of by the yeah, fucking band. Best freaking song. So good. Yeah. Hands so down. Good. Hands fucking. All, if that you got riff, three hands, dude, put them all down. That that riff, like heavy. Like I don't know. I don't know what those dudes were thinking back in. You know, Garfunkel should have said something. Plug that thing in. Yeah, but they weren't. They were just they were just growing hair and wearing turtlenecks. Get Susanna Hoffs to sing it, Paul. So let's let's carry this on to uh, uh, you know further explorations. When when we think of um, our, our sort of coming of age with heavy metal, and we we think about maybe our introduction to how the beginning of heavy metal becoming. Um, particularly in the early 80s, sort of, you know, almost mainstream. Uh, it, we have to, like, talk about Quiet Riot's cover of Slade's Come On, Feel the Noise. Um, an enormous hit, got the band a lot of uh, MTV play, got them a lot of FM play. The band's album, Metal Health, becomes the first heavy metal record to actually go to number one on Billboard. Um which which seems sort of like again i think it was many many years later where it's like oh so that wasn't their song the guy in the the glittery top hat was doing that song <laughs> how and much of that contributed to slade's emergence with keep your hand off my power supply we're not going to go back to slade I, I, I we're think, not going back I to think slade not that much because no? that oh. album was not big I, I thought it, it did. It, it got me to go check out Slade. It was huge in my area. Yeah, that we and we've then, we've we've we've, we've covered we've narrowed Slade. it down to a, a bit of Pennsylvania was really into Slade for a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's, Slade, that, Slade did not do anything. I mean, on fire. Yeah, no, but I, I, I mean, truly, it's like come on, feel the noise. I, I'd say probably ninety percent of people who know that song don't know that it's not a quiet rock song. Oh, agreed. Right. And, but 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 you but you'd have to say too like <laughs> you, you, you play that song in any kind of setting, metal band, metal fans, whomever, and everybody loves that goddamn song. It's yeah. it, it's infectious, just like so it's much so of Slade. I credit uh, a lot of that with Frankie Benali, to be honest with you, dude. There's 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 an interesting story behind this, and this this will lead into our other sort of like investigations as to like why. Why would bands like choose to lead off perhaps their album, their single, or in the case of uh, Quiet Riot, their kind of like public career? They had released two previous albums with Randy Rhodes, 
but that was on Sony and it was only released in Japan. And that's, that's how that went. But, uh, uh, Spencer Proffer, who was uh, the guy who was producing the record, it probably knew something about Quiet Riot, who had like cut their teeth in the clubs for ten fucking years without getting a record uh, record contract. So he must have known something about their repertoire and what what they could actually do. And it, and and Slade was something that they did. A lot of people said like Kevin Dubrow. It's like he sounds like Naughty Holder, and it's just kind of like he's totally to do this song and it's going to be an enormous hit and Spencer Proffer go on to produce King Cobra Wasp Kick X the guy had like golden fingers or a golden ear or some fucking King Midas thing anyhow but he's like I want we've, we've, we've totally got the entire album in the can but I want you guys to like do this song this come on feel the noise song by Slade and as Benali and Debro and Cavasso and, and Rudy Sarzo will all sort of like uh, corroborate, they said like, we just rejected the idea. We're like, no, we want to be known as Quiet Riot, doing originals. We want to be like authentic metal band representing for LA. And so the, the story goes that when they were recording it, the, the joke was to like sabotage the song like to sing badly, play drums badly, uh, and so on and so forth. And they still couldn't manage to do it. And it maybe goes back to the, the thing that David was saying. It's like, we've played this song before and it feels good to play this song. And that's what got recorded. And that becomes like the lead single of Metal Health. And for, for a lot of people like myself, it's like, when you hear that on the radio and you see that on MTV, and you get kind of like the sort of like energy and the vibe about it. My first concert t-shirt was uh, was the Quiet Riot Metal Health shirt that I got from the flea market there in San Jose at the, the big one where they had the, the you know, the, uh, the drive-in and whatnot. But uh, I, I think that that in, in some way starts a trend where a lot of other metal bands, uh, their producers, and their record companies see like, aha, I see a sort of strategy. Lead with a ripped off song that nobody recognizes or, or cram a couple in there. And if they're good, then, then, you, then you have an album. It's, uh, and again, the Van Halen example doesn't hold up because you know, that's, that was their whole sort of MO to begin with. So I don't know if you guys have like any other examples of like, you know, the, the, the sorts of songs that were, were covers that were like enormous hits for bands and then it's oh my gosh well that's not well, I mean, we we all we all picked a smattering of covers to yeah. start sharing right why don't why don't we start doing that i mean rather than just throwing them out just because yeah. at, at a certain point michael what's the, your number the listeners four? turn on these yeah let's 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 let to totally start listing them because uh <laughs> I, I have to go see about this fire let's gonna, you know mr bosler <laughs> knows a lot about covers and a lot about metal let's start with colin well i've already given you two right i gave you dissident aggressor from slayer and, and uh Let, let's let's take the time to listen to this colin let's let's settle into your picks and really, oh i'm sorry i didn't realize yeah. we were settling in you know oh. let's let's let david enjoy those Ah, oh, well then, um, then, then let's go to Cinnamon let's, Girl. Let's let the listeners first. Cinnamon Girl is 
quite a good cover. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, Typo Negative Cinnamon Girl. Um, I think we talked about this on one of our one of our episodes that uh, I sort of fell into Typo Negative at I want to say maybe Ozfest. Um, I, I didn't really know much about them, and I, I stayed who's, and I watched their set. Band is this? Is they were Pete killer. Pete Steele. Yeah, okay. yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah, more, um, more than a couple now. But uh, Howard Stern plays this cover all the time. Okay. Who? Uh, Howard Stern. He's a radio uh, he's a guy. DJ. Matter of fact. DJ some records. Facts of whack. But yeah, what what a heavy, like, heavy riff. It, it's a nice intro to their sound, actually, if you don't know much about them. Um, I think it's a super solid cover. And it's yeah. also, it's one of those ones that it's different enough from the original that they're really bringing something to it. And there's another version as well. It's a, I forget what it's called, depressed the extended mix or something. depressed version. Yeah, it is. It is even better. Or the extended yeah, just depression. Just slower. Mix. Like yeah. they, oh. they lit three more red candles and he put his cloak <laughs> over. Yeah. yeah, but it is. It is so sludgy and sipping slow. Blood. And, oh, it is. It is amazing. But I, I, I mean, this goes back to my point that I was making before about when you when you pick a song. And you're not necessarily doing it for that popularity push. You know, this is gonna, this is gonna be. What's that? Definitely not on this. Exactly. One. So to me, I, I don't know. I just respect that more. And and that Michael was asking, and I know we, we're, I'm jumping around a little bit, but I haven't spoken in a while, so I got a lot in my head to get out. <laughs> but he was talking about a popular song that nobody knew was a cover. Um, that great white song that they did, um, once bitten, twice shy. Right? I didn't know that was Ian Hunter until, God, years later. That, that song, you couldn't get that song off the radio when that thing came out. That was an enormous hit. So I think when you pick something from a band or, or an artist that doesn't have the intention of saying, aren't I cool to do this? I really respect it. When you grab another quick quick thing you just need for an album, eh, I don't know. I just go, <laughs> did you really? Like you, well, you said, well, somebody said, when you look at the catalogs of this artist, I want to, I want to do Led Zeppelin. Okay, so do I do rock and roll? Do I do Black Dog? Do I do, or do I dig and I do Cashmere? Or do I dig and I do something else? You know, do I go into those songs with the purpose of trying to find something that is that is got a deeper meaning to me, or do I just grab the easy the easy fix? Yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I, I right, dig it. Thanks. This is a good one, David. Yes, sir. What would you like to play? Uh, you know, I'm going to go, did I put my, oh, I closed my document. I'm okay. Did. You I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm feeling fine. Um, are we going in order? No, it whatever you want. I didn't rank I mine. I just sort of. I, well, I'm, and I put mine in order, but I never rank stuff. But I, I've referred to this before um, because I'm kind of, I'm throwing back to kind of my, my punk and hardcore roots a little bit. And for me, other than the big hit of of peace cells megadeth's cover of anarchy in the uk landed on me at like a prime time you know when i was playing music i was into the sex pistols i was not quite it like i liked peace cells but i was not really into megadeth i loved their cover of this the video i think had some like ralph bashke style 
animation to it and it was real kind of edgy. Um, I remember they got censored for saying Antichrist on MTV. Um, oh, yeah. That got cut out. Um, but I liked it. We covered this before this came out. The bass player in the band I was in in high school uh, really liked the Sex Pistols. I liked them. This guy really liked them. We used to do Anarchy in the UK and No Fun or something like that. Um, just like we learned it in case we needed to extend our set a little bit. And they put this out and we actually changed our version to be a little heavier and a little more straightforward um, like this. I think it's a great cover. It's fun. Um, I, I, I agree with the weirdness of leading your new record with yeah. a single that's a cover i think they probably thought they were established enough to do that but also it, like the timing of the world at the time made sense to throw out anarchy in the uk um and it, it worked i mean it worked it was they got so much they were in heavy rotation even outside of headbangers ball and stuff like that um and i think it's it's one of those songs it really fits dave the way peace sells fit dave you know it was a little yeah. bit it was kind of a little bit biting, a little bit like he thinks he's funny and clever and stuff. Funky and snarly in a <laughs> yeah. way. Uh, good snarly parts, yeah. And there's a, there's a nice little guitar solo in it um, that's not outrageous. But yeah, yeah. I thought it was a great cover. Yeah, and, and we, we, we can't neglect either that uh, Megadeth, uh, sometimes thin on songs, their, their debut record includes uh, the Nancy Sinatra song, These Boots Are Made For Walking which the songwriter absolutely rejected. He's like, I'm not gonna allow you to cover my song. And I, I think at some point it was not included on some of the releases of uh, uh, Killing Is My Business. Um, and, and of course on Peace Cells, they cover the old uh, Willie Dixon song, I'm Not Superstitious. Right. So it was, they had like a bag of tricks and stuff. and. And, and again, in, in, the, in these cases, the, the covers seem like a, you take them all together, Nancy Sinatra, old blues man, Willie Dixon, and uh, the punk band, uh, uh, the Sex Pistols. And it's like, you, you, you see a metal band kind of like, let's see what happens if we kind of like cross the wires and cross genres a little bit. And it comes out a little, a little kind of fun, a little kind of interesting. Um, it, it, was, it was maybe a couple years later where I, I discovered Willie Dixon and it was like, all of these songs have been covered by either uh, Led Zeppelin or, you know, in the case here of Megadeth. And it was like, fucking Willie Dixon. God damn it. Um, and, 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 and you in listen case you, we haven't had enough uh, Kiss mentions yet uh, today. Sex Pistols. Love yeah. That. Well, yeah, well, there's uh, that you, you that goes back to uh, all of uh, thanks for the Kiss reference there. Uh, Paul Stanley will tell you it's like we got this from um, the, the, there's there's a, on the first Led Zeppelin record they do that big blues medley um, that that includes the uh, I can't remember the the, the singer songwriter who the, the blues man who put this out but it was like I'm a hunted for your love with my love gun mm. and Paul was like oh yeah all right I'm gonna I'm gonna totally rip off this reference here and, and again it's, it makes it makes uh led zeppelin suck just a little bit less um <laughs> yeah, but, really, but, no. but 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 <laughs> again they, they they were they were a band who kind of fashioned themselves after like american black blues yeah. um, and and they have been like reaping the royalties of that ever since which goes back if, if day, we, if their we, day is kind of their day of comeuppance 
if we if we can pause for a second here just to kind of like uh reflect on where the sort of terminology of like cover song comes from um it, it does go back to like the 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 early 50s when uh popular songs performed by african-american artists let's just say you know uh little richard uh would immediately be like covered that is the song would be re-recorded by a white artist and then that version of the song would then get played on white radio and if you went to the record store that copy of the record the 45 would be in front of the whatever the the, the so-called race records as that billboard where that comes from absolutely billboard serious billboard had made up no i actually did some research on this um so uh, if you want me to like provide you with the work cited i could i you could totally do that, do that. Right. i know our <laughs> listeners would, would appreciate it but uh, and and that was like standard practice if like there was a big hit on like one particular format of music and again we're talking about you know segregation era america where yes you know listening to race records as it was called before it was turned into something a little more how should we say uh, less racist mm. the term they call they came up with afterwards was just called rhythm and blues but that was basically a way to just kind of like if a song was popular all the other competing record companies would just race to just kind of like make their own sort of uh you know uh versions of it and 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 attempt to co-op a little bit of the cred and a little bit of the thrill of the original and and make money off it don mclean uh you know the the, the guy of course famous for american pie that guy uh he 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 writes Vincent. about this. That's a nice song. Sure, yeah, or empty chairs. No, he's he's great. Yeah, uh, well, anyhow, but uh, and, and and people, there, there are other competing theories as to how this comes along. But it it starts as as we see in the '80s heavy metal era, or even you know Black Sabbath covering "Evil Woman." It's just like, can we make money off this song? It wasn't really a big hit in America. Probably nobody knows Evil it. Evil Woman. Yeah, can we like the can, ELO song? No, no, no. It's just another song called Evil Woman. Okay. It's not called Witchy Woman either. Um, but uh, John, you got a song for us? <laughs> yeah, let's let's just just, nice just segue. Sure. Uh, let, let, let's let's go with Ministries cover of Ted Nugent's Stranglehold, which, by the way, I've never heard. I'm very excited. I, I, to hear I, I'm looking this up right now pretty fucking good like really? i don't i don't love stranglehold i'm not a big fan oh, <laughs> such a good song um but this is a really different take on it, it on. and uh you guys I are think, loving i think it takes man yeah well i prefer I, like i said i you know and mike brought that up as well like if you want to hear holy diver just listen to dio do holy diver if you're not going to change the cover fast but you all. can't fast forward that first 90 seconds though in the car but this version of Stranglehold is is really left of center, and uh, I like Ministry anyway. So uh, yeah. I think I think it's a really killer cover. See, that's that's kind of what I'm talking about. Is like when you see a band who's already kind of like outside of the, you know, what what the what the genre dictates, and it's just like we're gonna take this song and we are going to like 
reimagine it and we're going to like give you a song that that, that you know that's familiar but we're gonna make it a little kind of weird I'm, a little kind I'll of i'll tell you what funky. listening to this i am shocked that you like this really i am yeah. dead serious <laughs> like I, now see i like ministry yeah from way back right um but i am th- this is a little bit uh outside of even jorgensen's singing style like the real like harsh screamy stuff and i'm oh, surprised you sort enjoy of like it. filtered stuff yeah yeah i i like ministry i don't know i i think a friend turned me on to them before they were sort of industrial when they were more of a new wave you know the every day is halloween yeah, yeah sort yeah. of days i think, Brain deity, I think deity was my first ministry song yeah i think i think the Sorry. one I, I really got into initially was stigmata um, oh, you know what that might be is that is that before land of rape and honey yeah that's on the land of rape and honey oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, that's probably about where i got into yeah uh matt troy hooked me up with ministry back in the day and uh matt troy yeah, i was i was oh, into that, that record yeah, yeah. and uh a mind is a terrible thing to taste and uh, mm. I, I dig them i think they're a really good band and this is a cool cover yeah, yeah, yeah. a friend of mine is, is different. I think is tight with them. Like, uh, he goes and sees them and, and like hangs with them. Yeah, they were touring. Was that like an anniversary tour this year? They were gonna play a probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Man. then COVID, a pandemic happened. Wah, wah, see you next year, Man. maybe. Uh, anyway, there you go. All right, I, 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 I strangleholds. I, I, I got one for you here, too. Please. Uh, at least one. At least Wolf, nobody knows. Tell you what. Um, nothing to lose, Mike. <laughs> so, nothing and, to and, lose and, by King Cobra. Uh, um, no. Is that a thing? I'd Come listen on, to dude. that. I don't know. I'd listen Mike to any Wolf, King Cobra. Eric Carr. We're yeah. going to get your attention. Come on, dude. Oh, there you go. That's, that's a good one. Um. That's that's a song that was covered. No, I'm gonna I'm 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 misremembering. Running oh wild. Gosh, name a song. Shut the fuck up. I'm gonna name a song right here, and it's a song because everybody knows I'm a big fan of Rough Cut. But uh, they do this song called, uh, as I remember it, it's called "Peace of My Heart." That's the one I was referring to earlier. I me- I got it wrong when I was saying that okay, it was uh, okay. the other band, and, the one that John mentioned. And and, and imagine my fucking surprise. You're talking almost, about the. Uh... Yes. So what's yeah, the Janis Joplin tune Janis he's Jan- talking about? The, the very, very famous Janis Joplin Man. song. And, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just absorbing, you know, rough cut and I'm just enjoying all the songs. And, and certainly uh, the, the, the first, uh, the second song. It's on the first album, yeah? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. The self titled yeah. from uh, 84. And and I totally, like, just love the song. I love, you know, T to B, top to bottom. And then at some point, I'm like, I listen, at some point, I, the Janis Joplin song is on somewhere in a radio in a supermarket someplace, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that is!" And it's it, it's a weird thing that, that that happened to me when I went to um, I don't know, John, you were there for the Doc and an Aerosmith show in '88, and uh, and I'm, I'm I'm going you know from like the pit in the Cow Palace, and I'm like, I gotta I gotta pee because I've been out in the pit for like two hours or so and they start doing the same old situation and i'm like that's a black and blue song and then i'm like oh i know nothing about history or music <laughs> and 
and we and we weren't really into deep cuts of Aerosmith at that point. That was like permanent vacation tour. So it was like maybe somebody had a copy of Done with Mirrors. Nobody like had like any of the early stuff. So we were yeah. just we were just young kids. What were we? What what did we know? We were just fools. <laughs> but it's like but 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 like those little moments just kind of like they like catalyze a little bit. You're like I'm gonna try to do better. I'm gonna try to like Is figure this Paul out. Paul Shortino's rust cut singer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he, he sounds is. great on this. He, gets, uh, yeah, he no. gets a lot of action on this on this podcast. Yeah, uh, as as he should. And shout out to uh, Joy Mahoney, my other my my. Uh, sure. He's a uh, he's also a big fan of the rough cut. <laughs> but uh, it, it's I all. It, know. It, it, I know Joe Mahoney. Is it? <laughs> there we go. We got some Paul Stanley voice for you. <laughs> well, so, so, uh, Colin, you got you got another one for us here, bro. I do. My uh, the last one on my list is Disturbed's version of the Sound of Silence. <sighs> I'm so shocked. Oh, by this. oh, there Oof. we go. We got some more. We got some more. Uh, you know, Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. Yeah, so what's what's great about that one, Colin? Well, first, uh, Disturbed has always had a cover song on their albums. They've done a lot of it. <laughs> A lot of 80s stuff and i've always liked it that they're their covers because they pick cool songs from the 80s but this was the first time that they went back to the 60s grabbed a tune that although is very popular and has a huge history they made it their own and they use kettle drums and they had a big orchestral flourish to it and he sings it in a very uh poignant way you know there's, a, there's, a, there's an edge to it he's got a it's not just a, a wimpy song he's got some balls behind it and i saw them do it in concert last year or the year before and it is amazing how much they can take this song paul simon likes it i've read a, a review yeah. he was like oh great you know great job it's again, paul stanley like it i'm not sure paul are you on our <laughs> podcast Probably do you like it? <laughs> i like it i like All it right. a lot there you go so he loves it <laughs> you people came for a rock and roll party? <laughs> Disturbed! Sound of silence! Yeah! Throw me money! She looked up and It is. Down. It's very theatrical. Mm. Yes. It is It is not without... Again, They. I think when they... At least in my opinion... It sounds like I it's can, in a play. It really does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. It does. I think you it, meant that as a compliment. Yeah, but, I, I, but Carl, you might you might be on to something. We already talked about the. the, the this is like the opening of the second act of Hamilton, the, the, or the, the end the, of Phantom of the Opera. The the, the the Simon and Garfunkel songs are so spare. It's like acoustic guitar, two guys singing in harmony, mostly one guy leading. And it's like a band could take any of those songs and just make them so full, so dynamic. And, exactly. And I think you're you're right there. Like, and and. Disturbed is is a great band. They do they do some really good stuff. Uh, Disturbed. They, they, they're a little caricatured in, in my mind because like the guy has like those little studs that hang down like a goatee. Like, he used to. Like, that, he doesn't looking, have those. Anymore. He's got to get soup on that shit. Are these all the guys the time. who did Land of Confusion? Yes. Oh, which I, is that a great should have been version. on my list. That's, That's a, a really good. Dude, it's a great. They should song. just put. It, they should do what that other dude does from that other sucky band and just put out cover songs. Yeah, and they did um, "Shout" from uh, "Tears for Fears" back on their their first album, and it's good stuff. They pick great tunes that have a lot of of, of energy well, I behind. Can, I don't think you can improve on "Tears for Fears." I'm That's just saying that they. Stuff. Well, they do it justice. I'll say. But they, that. they 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 do a they do a metallicized version of yeah, that. Right. Um, no and, 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 and speaking of uh, of 
Metallica. Uh, we, we can't have a, a conversation about cover songs without talking about Metallica to, to the day. Uh, yeah. Metallica, throw me the money. Uh, when they first started off like playing live in LA, most of their set was filled with diamond head covers but they would throw in a couple of their originals, which were basically ripoffs or imitations of Diamond Head because Lars and James were like big, you know, Nwobum fans of Diamond Head. Um, and, and, and a weird thing starts to happen in, in the sense where uh, the songs become more Metallica songs than they become Diamond Head songs. Um, they also threw in budgie covers. Everybody who's listened to the you know the 599 uh, EP and stuff knows that they can they can cover a song and definitely improve on the original but uh, I find it always a little bit suspicious where like your entire sort of cred your like uh, your sort of mystique as a band is built on just playing another band's songs and 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 and, and Lars actually was like a roadie he, he traveled with Diamond Head um and hopefully he's paid those fuckers back i don't know we we saw diamond head a couple years ago and you know brian tatler was looking a little lean like he yeah. probably used some like some metallic money yeah. yeah it's like here's a bologna sandwich here's here's a here's a you know a fruit cup or something but uh you know it, it, it's interesting how like and metallica would go on of course with the the garage <clears throat> incorporated and, and, and again, like for a double album and doing like really, really interesting covers, like doing a whole suite of, uh, of uh, help me out here, Merciful Fate songs. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's the, the far, the, the very late recording. Right. Yeah. Garage Incorporated. I'll tell you the, 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 the singles they put out in, well, yeah, they, they were all they were all they were all like B sides, right? Right. Like the bread, Prince, bread, the Prince, bread and Bread Fan. Yeah, those are probably. Shout out to Bread Fan. That's right. There you That's go, Matt Hunter. If you don't know Matt, uh, Matt Hunter is <laughs> Bread Fan. I, I'm going to jump the chain here, just because if we're, if we're talking Metallica, I had uh, Last Caress <laughs> and Green Hell on on also my group. Good. Uh, by this. That's two in a row, dude. You've got me stymied. There you go. Stymie? <laughs> there you go. And, and, not, um, and not your friend Stymie either. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I think when we got, what was it back in the 598? Mm-hmm. 598 EP. It depends uh, on what format you pull it. Like. You know, yeah. this song, I didn't know this song. See, no, 598 would indicate a double, a double system. That was, no, that it was, was that, cassette. That's what the cassette cost. Yeah. It was like oh, maybe, no, it, it could have been 998. Not at Tower I, Records. That 598 EP at Tower Records was 599. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> because the it, pennies. Because Russ Solomon's got to get paid. No, man, because the pennies tell you how many how many items there were. And doesn't it seem so ironic now to think like Metallica was like, we're giving this away cheaper than Musicland wants to give it away. And yeah, Napster happened. <laughs> all right, so it's all, it's all. Anyhow, John, go for it. No, but that that song I I didn't know the Misfits when this oh EP came out. Uh, yeah, you know, and so so this song or the pairing of these two songs, yeah. three if you want if you want to count Run to the Hills at the very end. Oh, uh, so classic! Yeah, <laughs> um, taking the piss. It was, it was so shocking at the time. You Is know, that what it was for you, John? The, 
I mean, kind of. The lyrics are. Me too. These, these lyrics are like. Oh, last caress. Like a yeah. bit to handle. Like, like it's, I got um, something to say. Yeah. Like uh, you know, I killed your kid, baby kid, today. Kill baby. Check the box. Rape your mother. Rape your check mother the box. Today. Like, huh? This isn't what I'm used to. Music. So I, I feel like you guys never listened to music before this see? record came out. You, you see, well, not um, this like, music, no, no. But I mean, no. suicidal but, but, tendencies. But but that's but it, but that's I think that's the point, David. Because like, right. once you begin to realize, oh, this band that I like, Metallica, is covering this other band. That's what got me into Fudgy. That's what got me into Diamond. It's like, well, shit, there must be something really. There's cool a whole army of dudes who only Didn't get me checked out the, only checked out Metallica because who wasn't like Cliff had a, a crimson skull tattoo. Or yeah. Right. Or yeah. Wore, or he'd wear the shirt too. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. Again, he was like a big fan of the Misfits. So John, you got to go back and check the the original organ vocal version of Last Caress. Is it, it's like is Glenn it an Danzig instrumental? On one no. of those like little electronic See, organs. Like, ah, here's the problem, Glenn Danzig. Like, <laughs> I I just I I, we've like, talked about it. I can't fucking get into him. <laughs> like, yeah, but those those songs. Yeah, I'm listening to the original right now. Those songs are great. Oof. I'm gonna <laughs> stick with Metallica's version, I think. No, he's yeah. got a little. He's got a little woof and a little bark. To yeah, him. shout out to the guy that decked him backstage, um, <laughs> and ran away. Probably. Yeah, if you want to be on the show, hit me up. Um, what else we got? Damn, I got one for you here. Let's Hell, hear it. Green Hell okay. from Earth AD, which is a very different Misfits record. You might like. So, so okay. I and and I might have. I might. I might. I might have to put this into the into the chat for y'alls, but. Um, this is one that I just came upon like within the past couple months and it really kind of weirded me out. It made me feel uh, a little bit dumb and as a, a, you know, as long as Queensryche has been around, I've been like one of their biggest fans. Um, and, and, and of course, uh, a, a, an enormous fan of their, their second full length rage for order so imagine my fucking surprise when i'm on this great database it's called secondhandsongs.com which will 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 provide you with all the information you need to know with uh what songs uh, a band has covered and which bands have covered this particular band song and so i was doing like searching on queensryche and stuff for for whatever reason and it's like gonna get close to you they're like the, the one of the the singles that they released well, off of rage and it's like it's a queensrike song but it actually it's a da bello a dal bello song like orange juice jones song i don't know what that means what is an orange juice jones he sings the rain man but john are you listening to this right now? i am i've never heard it before no it and, and again it's fucking no sort of waiting for it to kick in Dude, the only thing that could make this song worse would be if Queen's right. Um, that's offensive, but okay, that's fine. Oh but my gosh, uh, it sounds like uh, who's that lady? You're taking it out of the context, David. Yeah, who's the lady that sings those songs? The lady who sings that song. I am. Who sings Wuthering Heights? I know, this is pretty cool. I think. 
wait, 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 wait till you hear the guitar solo. It's I did. Like, I, I jumped it like a little bit, and to, it's like to hear when it kicks in. Like, it's like it, it, the, the 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 song that that Queensrÿche actually produces on that record is a pretty spot on cover, and I think this this is like that weird moment where it's like this I, this was never a hit. I never. There's a video for it, which I, I sent you on the link, but. Nevertheless, like, uh, oh, wait, I was listening to it. Are you saying Queen's right covered this, not vice versa? That's what that, that is right. No that is shit. Right. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like Scandal featuring Robert Smith, Smith on. Um, it kind of looks like Robert Smith, too. Yeah, dude. No, fuck yeah. this yeah. remember when I, I, I thought said, it was what vice are the versa. chances now, that Michael now I'm looking comes... at the date and, and yeah, yeah. yeah, remember when I said, yeah. what are the chances that Michael comes up with like the absolute most obscure cover song? Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Like, oh, yeah. No, but that's I, but, I had no clue. But that's that's the thing. I just would have thought like because the, the the song and the slinkiness of it kind of really fits into the atmospheric of, of Rage for Order, one of yeah. his favorite albums. And and again, it's like I probably have read the liner notes. It's like intently at some point and then to just kind of like just not put two and two together and and again like a band like del bello i don't i, I don't know from from again like you could just you, you could like you know you know do all the like you know searching at the record stores and you just pass them over many times and not think yeah, oh here's a song it's in the here, remainders pile for sure. here, here, you know here, here's a song like cassette still cover. play with a drill hole through for sure, yeah. It's got a saw cut in it, but it's 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 two ninety nine. Nice price. But uh, I, I give that to you there. And, and again, like uh, when I go back and I listen to the Del Bello version, it's like it's inspiring. It's like it's a great song. It makes me want to like listen to that band. Makes oh come be on, a better man. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it <laughs> makes me want to like go out and help my neighbors mow their lawn. Dude, it makes me want to chew the wrists off my arms, man. <laughs> David. You got some more for us, Give David? Us I'm going to save you, dude. I'm going to save you. Oh, good. Double time. Right here, right now. I'm busting out body count covering institutionalized. Yeah, this one I know. Okay, okay. It's so okay. good. And, and, you know, he updates it, right? Because he's not just like the teenager. He's like Ice-T coming home. And his wife, like there's a video for it and everything. He wants to play some Xbox. And, uh, and his wife is giving him a hard time. It's awesome. I mean, it's this is what cover tunes are supposed to be, man. This is Ice T doing what Suicidal was doing. You know what I mean? Like, not the rap in the sense of rap hip hop, but the rap in the sense of like old head, even like back to like you know the the country singers who would like they had their rap, you know, and they would play music and just talk over it. Talking blues. Yeah, and this is Ice T like throwing this thing back to them and being cool and being hardcore and i love it i love this version. Yeah, it's great it's great it's, when it gets to the break too it's, yeah i mean it's not yeah. it's it's one of those things where it's not better than the, than the original but it's, it's pretty also close not, i mean some, some of the worse. lyrics are twisted around but it's, yeah. it's not that far off yeah no it's good i mean this is the thing it's not better it's just also good you know what i mean and 
And I love Body Count. I've always loved Body Count. Ice oh, they're tea. fantastic. Yeah, Ice Tea is like my dude. Like every so often, I'll like tweet something out and he'll like retweet it or like it. And I'm just like, dude, Ice Tea, because <laughs> uh, he's he's the real deal. He's like the realest of, of among OG know, that crowd OG gangsta. Um, he's the guy for me who kind of like coined that phrase, like OG. Oh, hell yeah, man. It's the name he's, of his album. Yeah, that's where I got it from. <laughs> but his, I mean, his Twitter handle is Final Level, and it's like at Final Level. And I'm like, that's exactly right. In all caps. Thanksgiving. Yeah, because I'm not he also sit- lives Xbox. I mean, he, he calls it out in this song, but I used to go to E3 and CES, the video game trade shows in LA, and I would see Ice every year. Dude, I got cats like, who run yeah. in circles with him, and I'm like, dude. How do I know you? How are we bros? And you have never introduced me to Ice T. <laughs> and he's like, dude, he's just busy. Like he's always hang always, out in our case. Yeah, they just talk about how intense he is and how hard he works, and like that he is like the kind of cool dude who would meet you. But he's also so busy, like you'll never catch him, kind of thing. But um, I, I still hold to this. But this is a great recording, so if you don't know, I'm sure. all right, that's 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 a good call. Could could we we could maybe make a segue here into uh, the sort of like unfortunate mishaps that come when a band needs to cover a song to get some cred, to get some FM, to get some MTV, and it all goes wrong. Who did? I'm I'm talking about <laughs> like I'm looking at you, Twisted Sister, covering. Oh, you come know, on. Come God. on. You know. I liked that song. The leader of the pack. Awful. Awful. Yeah. Gold star, the worst I'm not, ever. I'm not into that one. I, I, you know, I think there's some of those we talked about smoking in the boys' room, too. I think that sucks. I can't believe they went from Shout at the Devil to having the lead single be a Brownsville Station song. I gotta find, yeah. I have a recording of me singing that at one of those karaoke things at, at amusement parks. you lose a bet? I'll Ooh. find it. Smoking in the boys' room? It, yeah, we did a good verse. Right. Okay, cool. Did you but, do the break where you talked about like my buddy six? Yeah, and I named the dudes in my band. Oh wow! Nick and Tom? Without yeah. even thinking about it, dude. If you could like, send yeah. that to me, uh, I'd love. Oh, yeah. we, we, we would love to post <laughs> that up on do Facebook. something with it. <laughs> I know I have it. But if, if, if the, the worst thing about that song is it totally oh, killed my. Twisted Sisters' career. It's like they had like. That all of the momentum of the yeah. platinum success of like stay hungry and then they come out with oh, hold like on. A, that that record is bookended oh yeah covers. um you're you're talking about come you out and play, come out your and play. School. that's that's an original song it's yeah but it's it's, it's a it's, duet with alice cooper but it's an original song but it's a rip of be cool to your school by the beach it's, boys and the beach boys are on the record yeah but it's be cruel to your school like, and they made it they made a video there if you haven't seen it with bobcat and yeah. uh tom savini's in it he did all the uh what, what makeup. you call it? All, all the makeup for the zombie kids never got on mtv because it was That's right <laughs> it was banned too disturbing like oh they're zombies like oh like in michael jackson's thriller no but it never it never it never saw yeah, the light of day not dancing uh, but uh anyhow but like that was just the rest a lot of like what's on come out and play uh is really fucking hard and heavy and awesome but you know i think they they just lost so many people when it's like 
they're doing like a 50s girl group song. Um, <laughs> I like that I, song. I, I think it was Twisted suffered a little bit from good. cresting too soon, too. Too before soon. before this, yeah, I mean, Dude, they were kicking for like thirty years. Well, I when guess State I get that, but I mean, they like, they didn't really yeah. get noticed at least nationally until come out and play, and it was oh, no, so no, big. No. Stay hungry, s- stay hungry got them a lot of play. Uh, or, uh, sorry, that's what I meant. Stay yeah, hungry, okay. but I mean, after stay hungry, it was downhill from there. Oh yeah. Oh like, no, they, they they totally like they they totally like shot their wad and, and stay like, hungry was what eighty four. 83? 83? 85. 84. It was the fourth record, 85. No, Come Out and Play was 85. That, oh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking I thought you were. We're Yeah, Stay Hungry, 84. Yeah. And yeah. that's a little early for yeah. for this type of music. Like, they were out there. Quiet Riot was out there. Def Leppard. But it didn't really, really get super popular until they were sort of an afterthought. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I'd have to say in, in, in the way I've looked at it, like, and there's that, that, that sort of window there between, like, Quiet Riot with a cover song and then, like, 85. Like, so many bands are firing off with, like, these cover songs as a way to, like... Yeah, Quiet Riot did it again. Yeah, with Mama, we're all crazy now, <laughs> yeah, which is Mother's another finest. another Slade song. No, it's I like, thought that was Mother's Finest. Isn't that Mother's Finest? It's another fucking Slade song. Yeah, they went back to the well. Yeah, yeah, and then and what they they kind of well they they did come out really hard with uh with with QR three, which is which is a good record. But they you know after that they were they were washed up. They didn't really have much original stuff to begin with. Which is not to say that. Uh, you know twisted sister didn't like a, like i said like their records are filled with like good songs but if you just make like one fatal mistake like that it's just like your attempt at like this this sort of like laurel bow it's like we're gonna totally like conquer things and it's just there's nothing less metal than listening to d snyder do like a fucking 50s girl group song it's just looks People I knew liked that song. Just saying. No, no. I, again, it's not a. I'm not against the song. I, I'm just it saying, like, in song. terms of the marketing of it and the lead single and the video, it's like, it's kind of a poor choice. It, it, the heaviness, the hardness. If you're a metal fan, you're just like, this is shit. My fucking parents listen to, <laughs> and, and and then my mom's singing along to it, and I'm wearing like an Iron Maiden T-shirt. I'm like. Fuck you, Twisted Sister. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's right up there with like, uh, and again, there's their career killers, but there are like definitely bands who just kind of like, we got to cover a song here because we make an airplay. <laughs> and, and our band is called Winger. And of all the songs to cover, if you're called Winger and you're the ex-bassist from uh, the Alice Cooper band and you're super hungry. Don't throw him on there. I'm not going to throw him anywhere, but like like side two on their, on their debut records, like, we're gonna totally cover Purple Haze. Like, I, I, I okay. That. It's like, are you, you you're gonna improve upon it? You're gonna you're gonna make it better. What what are you what are you what are you trying to do? You just yeah. you're gonna get your. They were gonna do Stairway to Heaven, but the record company was like, "Well, that would make it a double record." So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, like I think Colin was yeah. bringing up the point there. It's like for bands like oh that's let's Reverb. cover let's cover cashmere it's like why why would you you're gonna fucking touch up the mona lisa what the fuck are you yeah. doing there Go. there are some things like that it's like you know you might be reaching a little far okay. colin 
we sort of whipped through your list quickly. Why don't yeah, you give did. us another one? Just just the, something that comes to mind. Bro, it's a freaking cover that here. you did. <laughs> well, I, I told you about Limp Biscuit. I, I was was listening to uh, Behind Blue Eyes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe a different band. Yeah, like a metal. <laughs> it's a metal. Know, show. A, yeah, like well, middle-aged metalheads, not like guys who still wear their hats backwards and shit. Right. The only thing that comes post, to mind, not just like post-pubescent metalheads. Yeah. We're fucking uh, with you, dog. I know. <laughs> um, <as> far, <laughs> I'm <laughs> right now. I'm just thinking about the bad ones. I, I can't stand uh, "God Gave Rock and Roll to You" by Kiss. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Part so, yeah, two. Yeah, part two. two. I don't care either one. They're both awful. Um, I didn't know it was an Argent song. I didn't care for it when I heard it. Argent's version too. Yeah. I, don't think it's, I just yeah. don't think it's, it's very. There is no band uh, that that we all you know. Give give more of a free pass to than kiss, and that song fucking sucks. It does, <laughs> but I, I, it's I really think, bad. I don't think anybody that, can make that, that song, song stuck in your head, dude. God, oh. But I will, I, say, and I think they they play it at, at, as their exit song live. Dude, now. In that video, in that video Ugh. where like Gene Simmons is playing, and he kind of looks at the camera, and he's like. Yeah, singing along like just gives uh-huh. you the you, not, like, like like to you, you and doing? you and you like thanks. Yeah. Throw me throw me some money. It's like we didn't write this song. You know what? Let me let me Daddy pull us out of this hell that we slipped into, you. and talk about something good related to Kiss, and that is Anthrax's cover of "Watching You." Dude, holy hell! Is Anthrax Ooh. the best Kiss cover band ever? Yeah. You know what? They I, might I, be. Their, their version of "Parasite" is amazing. I yep. almost yep. went yep. with "Parasite," but their version of "Watching You" is fucking cool. Watching that's a good, like, deep cut too. Yeah, and I think that's why I dig it. So is Parasite, really. But I mean, like, if you oh, haven't man. if you haven't checked out "Watching You," uh, it's really good. John Bush is is oh, the singer on this record. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good, man. Got the, got the good little Scotty and crunchy riff in there, like uh-huh. you know, for for um, for Anthrax, it's a weird bass sound, but you know, whatever. I, I I just really think that Anthrax overall is probably one of my favorite cover bands. Like they've done a lot of them. They have the EPs. They came out with the feel. Anthem record. Like yeah, like they've got a really good feel for what a cover needs. For it to move yeah, that's forward. a good like, point. That it's not enough to play it right. You've got to kind of play it true, and that's not necessarily just going to be by doing it correctly. Yeah, like I this had, version of watching version. you is is not that different than Kiss's version, but it's enough. You've got to put some different to make it interesting. Some life in it. Yep. You know, uh, not necessarily. You don't have to make it different. You just have to put something to it that brings it along. Um, I had their version of She on my list until I saw you had Anthrax doing Kiss yeah. already. And I was like, that oh, version of She is great. Yeah, yeah. It, and it busts out that riff from the end of uh, Let Me Know at the yep. very end, which is, you're just like, if you're a Kiss fan, you're like, yes, thank you. Yeah, I mean, they've got they've got that Anthems record where they cover they cover Rush, they cover ACDC, Journey, and they cover that. Boston. Good covers. Uh, top to bottom on that record. Like, yeah. it, it's... Uh, 
I, I had to get some kiss in there. You know, there's oh, that, there's that. Was she on the, the Kiss My Ass record? Kiss My Ass, which is yeah. a great compilation. Yeah, really good. Diamond. Give us another, David. There's a couple of things on that that are a little weird. I'm going to go with um, not a metal band, but a heavy band, right? An intense band. Minor Threat doing the monkey song I'm not your stepping stone. Yeah, which I, which I did check out already song. while we were while we were t- talking. That's really really cool. I'll tell you what, if like in the scene I was in, there were a handful of tunes that were anthems for like the hardcore punk crowd, and this was one of them. And I'll tell you what, I was a huge Monkeys fan. I'm yeah, still a huge Monkeys fan. Um, I love particularly the Mike Nesmith songs. Um, but I'm a huge Monkees fan. I listen to Monkees all the time. Um, and when I was out at a club, I think the band was Deadlock, and they played Stepping Stone. And I'm like, that's freaking awesome because the song is legit. Um, I forget who wrote it. You know, Lorenz and Hart, probably all the dudes who wrote all the Monkees songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's a great tune it's like dead on like if you're a punk or a hardcore dude like the lyrics are tight you know about mm-hmm. kind of being a rebel and not falling for people's crap and all that but it became the tune like if you were in like a punk type band like some rebellious type band you may not have had this in, in heavy rotation but your band knew this song um, and I'll tell you the other song that bands in the scene knew which was super strange to me was White Rabbit I looked to see if somebody yeah. had a recorded version of White Rabbit, and they didn't. The band that was in our scene was called Face First, and they did White Wabbit. Mm-hmm. Like, they had it in their set list as White Wabbit. White Wabbit? That's White Wabbit. Um, <laughs> but, like, what a great hardcore tune. Like, for, like, yeah, a, it's really like a live band to do. It was super... I remember just thinking to myself, like, this is a brilliant choice. Like, it's hard to pull it off, and this band yeah. pulled it off, and I was like, they this is super cool. But Minor Threat Stepping Stone, if you look, if you like go onto iTunes or Spotify or whatever and look up Stepping Stone, or uh, it depends on how you search. If you search for I'm Not Your Stepping Stone, which I think is the real name, it Minor Threat doesn't come up. But whatever. If you look for this song online, you'll find a lot of versions um, by like punk and hardcore bands in addition to the Monkees and Minor Threat. So definitely yeah. worth checking out. Super cool stuff. That's good. Okay, it took Colin a second, but Colin hit us before we get off the kiss bus. Uh, <laughs> Colin, Colin, what's what's another song you want to share? I put the the Iced Earth version of Creatures of the Night up on the link. Oh, Dude, Ice, Iced Earth is a great version. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Iced um, Earth is a good band. No, a choice for a cover song. You know what? Oh, the, it's, uh, it's a it's a song it, cover on this. Al- it's a covers album called Tribute to the Gods. Yeah. Uh, it's a good I, mix. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen. Oh, they listen. pick some. They pick some really That's good some tunes on songs. There. A few Kiss songs. Priest. Yeah. Alice Cooper's on here. Yep. Priest. Sabbath. Yeah. I just can't Cole. believe somebody would choose. Let's cover Creatures of the Night. This is pretty good. <laughs> See, if, if, if you listen to Ice Storm, John Schaefer's guitar work is very similar to this crunchy kind of a rhythmic approach to how he does his songs, yeah. and it really fits into his style. It's, it's in his yeah. wheelhouse. I'm, 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 I'm listening. I'm listening to it now, and it, 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 it's one of those things where it's like, all right, so you 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 sort of clone the song. Yeah, he is channeling Paul Stanley yeah, you, a bit. You, you 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 basically made the song sound like 
the original, which is good if you're like, this is what you want to do in like part of your set. And and again, we know like there's there's a big market for these uh, these tribute albums, particularly to like legendary bands, whether they're Black Sabbath or Led Zeppelin or Kiss and bands will, you know, kind of like bring their a little bit of flavor but of, of, of what they sound like. And we, we saw Ice Earth call on a couple of, not, not, not quite two years ago, but might've been two years ago or so. And those guys are some amazing players um, and uh, really sort of interesting in a kind of like, they're like really earnest about their sort of like heavy metal in, in a very sort of like European showmanship kind of way, which is kind of weird. But it's got, the guy was playing a guitar and like not the, four guitarists in an inflatable doll weird like yeah. halloween but weird. no 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 just it was just kind of like it was it, it, it i had like little sort of like kind of like metalocalypse moments happening kind of like <laughs> and then the guy was just like we've been doing this heavy metal stuff for 20 years and i'm like what the fuck have I been? No, nope, I, I, I don't think I missed anything in that, in that, in that gap. But they're they're a great band, you know, to, to see live. Not to take this, but uh, yeah, I'm listening to their God of Thunder cover. Yeah, I'm gonna say there's some songs that bands shouldn't cover. Well, and, 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 God and, and of Thunder is is very tied to Gene. It's it, very it's, tied it, to Gene. I just don't think. You can cover God of Thunder if you are not going to imitate Kiss and Gene kind of wholeheartedly. Like, you're not going to be like, I'm going to make this my own. I think that's my problem with Cold Gin. These bands try to do Cold Gin, and I'm like, nah, I don't think you're going to do it. You know, I think uh, Death Angel did it. Um, that Skid Row and Pantera did it as like a collab, I think. What's his name? Sebastian Bach showed it up at a Pantera show. Um, I'm not gonna listen to Pantera do anything. But I figured I'd give it a shot. I just don't think there's some songs you just gotta leave. Like nobody's gonna go out and do like Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, it's it's just leave well, that stuff alone. Well, and, and that that goes back to my point. Like unless you're going to like do something ironic with it, you're gonna you're gonna juxtapose genre with genre and do some sort of melding with it. If you're just gonna clone it it's like why why bother it's like you're you're not going to improve upon the original and 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 and, and the, the hubris that that would suggest that you could just again to go back to like please just cover like dio's you know i speed at night and i would totally that would be like a rever that would and and people would just be like churning the pit and they're like oh that's a dio song it's like it totally is that's for dio but What's like you do a song where he's like singing about sexy women like Dio doesn't sing about sexy there's women no, there's some come on yeah, no, Dio, yeah maybe when he was an elf he doesn't sing about ladies at all except to like revere them as goddesses and shit and that's just yeah. like kind of like fake well, he has to he's like it's, four it, feet tall <laughs> what you you saying like a four foot guy doesn't like have like at least you know like six inches to work with he could probably he, he, it still works biologically just i guess if his diaper's big enough I don't know why. Why did diapers come into it? You're thinking Dio is small, but Dio is 
He's got mighty power. He's I don't know which is power. worse, the fact that I'm saying he's small or you're saying he's big. I've just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with both conversations. I'm just This was meant to be a joke, and it's gone very, very wrong. It really went sideways. Hey, Michael, give us something else. Cord, soldier. Okay. So let's, so, let's, yeah, let's pick a few more before we wrap up. All right. So I'm, I'm going to give you, uh, again, like kind of like a little. Is this your last pick, Michael? Uh, I don't really uh, care. Um, but uh, what, one song that's on my list, and, and again, maybe this will exemplify things uh, in, in other ways. Metal Church covers the, the Deep Purple song Highway Star on their debut record. And it's at the end of the record, which is kind of like where like covers end up. Kind of like just like, you got to fill up the ID, guys. So like, what do you got for it? Like, well nothing it's our first record what are you guys been uh, playing in the in the club you know, uh, that's not how they put records together uh, sometimes i can imagine because you know you can listen to like uh, girls 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 and it's like hey you know what we got this live recording of jailhouse rock that nobody fucking asked for but it's there it's like oh that's really cool it sounds bad <laughs> nevertheless but like uh if you hadn't seen or heard, you know, like the, the closet classics off MTV with uh, Deep Purple doing Highway Star, but I, I was familiar with that with, with that song, uh, which is a fucking rapper. And uh, when, when, when Metal Church did it, it's like, okay, this is good. This is, it shows like, this is where we come from. We have reverence for like uh, the sort of earlier era of hard rock that was, you know, Deep Purple is not necessarily a heavy metal band but they just kind of just shred all over it they, they get all the guitars to be the john lord sort of like uh you know uh, organ stuff and i feel just, like with a band called metal church you would think right like the church would be metallic and then the organs of course are, are metal but not necessarily they just do it with uh with guitars and it's so it's it, for me it's in a way, if you're if you're if you're a cover band or, or no, if you're a band and you just want to throw in one song, you'd be like Leather Wolf, and it's like, all right, this is they all right, right? They on their first record they cover uh, you know Bad Moon on the Rise by CCR, mm-hmm. and it's like, I kind of I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I, m- many of the many of the covers on your lists, I have not. I've, I've feigned offense, but this one, I, I honestly, I don't. You don't like the metal church? No, I think they miss it. I think I, that there's something oh, okay, about okay. taking it too fast. Okay, well, this is some of the new ones. That's all fair and nice, but I, I would want you to listen to like the other nine songs that preceded, so you get like an idea of like this is what metal church sounds like. So when they take a a song like a deep purple song they're gonna metal church it unlike what we saw there with the ice earth john lord well then again like why why would you do that it's like why don't we just like uh they can metal it up like like, the the end of love gun what do you got then she kissed me it's like ah that's sweet and it was like years later like maybe in the 80s i'm like again another girl group song and it's like, oh my god! And and, and the, that's the how, song, but that's how Gene got in his line. 
I don't know what they know about hair or guns or who knows. It could be a lot of things. But uh, it, it, I always loved that song as a kid. I, I think I still love it. I love how they like basically just switch the pronouns to like, make the gender appropriate. But mm-hmm. uh, other great cover songs we just have to just throw in. Uh, I, got, I, I got my last one, man. Okay, I'm Please. just going to throw out. David, go for it. My final pick is another hardcore punk anthem, and that is Crucified, covered by Agnostic Front, originally recorded by Iron Cross. I freaking guarantee you play this song in any club where dudes are wearing boots and you are getting the freaking pit of love. I'm good. Uh, Thanks, John. Who was the band covering the what? Yeah, <laughs> I know me? Agnostic Front. I do Agnostic not know Front. Iron Cross. Crucified. Originally performed by Iron Cross. Great freaking song. It, it's, the, it's the song that stirs the soup. It's the song that when Agnostic Front plays, it's the song everybody's waiting for. Um, and, and again, if you were in the scene, I mean, even now, but I mean, you go see a punk band. If they pull this one out, everybody's losing their mind. It's like when, when um, you, go, you, go see, well, you go see Anthrax and they pull out, I don't care about you. And everybody goes freaking bananas. That's, this is one of those songs. So when Anthrax covers a song from like their earlier band, uh, SOP, Talking about. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I don't know about it either. That's that's why I'm asking questions. So check out check out oh, Crucified. Yeah, by We're Agnostic Front. It's on their right. first. I think it's on their first record, and it's also on apparently a compilation called Something's Got to Give. That okay. That has like 15 songs on it, and it is 32 minutes long. Yeah, that's again. It's like it's hard to tell sometimes if it's a cover or if it's just a just a one-off goof. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of folks. Are only familiar with this version, but okay. Good one, good one. Roger Murray kills it. And 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 everybody said that I would throw out the most obscure song. At least I, I referenced Queensrÿche. I, I found my own words ringing in my head. But I've there got you go. One last one. Hit it. I've got, I do. I've I, got, I, I, uh, I got a couple more we should probably touch on, but go for it, John. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a perfect circle covering John Lennon's Imagine. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Who the hell's a perfect circle? Th- this That's is Maynard's. It's one of those damn yeah. other bands. bands. Maynard and James Eha and I think Jimmy Chamberlain was in that band with yes. Smashy Pumpkins and. It's like dudes from The Cure. No, no, no. they're they're from, from Tool. Tool. And from Smashing Pumpkins and. And uh, there, there's a really good video that goes with this, and oh, I good. think I think that really brings it to life. Uh, yeah. It's, it's it's funny you should you should mention uh, uh, John Lennon's Imagine because uh, we were listening to it m- most recently and it was just kind of like that song doesn't get old that song its message the just like the simple harmonies the, just the melody of it it's just kind of like it's a song that like I think in a lot of ways it's like just perfect the way it is and and if a band does it well updates it. It, it, it just kind of like just adds more sort of like power to it. 
I don't know. I just feel like when a band puts a record together, right? Now if like Miley Cyrus were singing it, they'd be like, oh shit. Just, just stop. So you, put, you want that first She's actually song. got a great cover of Jolene. You want that? <laughs> so there you go. Uh, is she like she really the metal does. band? My, is she from the metal band? play on it, and it's fucking good. That, it's okay. that, that backyard barbecue version. Of it is, yeah. Yeah, it's super yeah. good. I, I can see her stopping like that out. I, I listen to this, and I think to myself, like, you open the gig with, like, the kick in the face, right? the columns, dissident aggressor, cinnamon girl by typo. Yes! And then, like, Metal Church High, Metal Church High Star, Megadeth Anarchy, okay, like, yeah, 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 we're like, last caress, yes, we're like, stranglehold, all right, and we're like, well, let's wrap this up, John, what's the last song we're going to talk about? <laughs> and you're like, Mike, about, Mike's got a few. How about, like, the, the least be the metal last. song I, we're going to talk will, about? I, but I will say, like, if, if you're going to track down that Perfect Circle cover, watch the video, because I think okay. the video is very impactful. It, is I the think video really super good. metal? Because the song is not. Oh, wow. Like, wow. Uh, you know, Are they agnostic front of that metal. Uh, Dude, this song is pretty kick-ass. I'm listening to it right now, this Crucified song. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Right? Yeah, it's like it's when, pretty... when it kicks back into the mosh part, and you're just like, oh, this is like the pit. It's like, and then you're like, oh, imagine there's Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. I'm just I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw out a few others, and again, just this I want Mike's to like okay. I, I, I want I want to advocate for secondhand songs one word dot com. Great database if you want to like figure out which bands have been covered and what songs bands have covered. It has basically everything except for a couple, which I've like added to, but that's, that's cool because he didn't have rough cut on there and they didn't have black and blue white wolf. What did white wolf cover? Oh, you're talking (laughs) about leather wolf. No, I'm talking about what you're talking about. Wolf parade. (laughs) Uh, no, it's other? a white wolf joke we made earlier on Group Me. Uh, yeah, I love of course. this cover. This got everything. If you guys, but Bad you, Moon Rising by Leather Wolf is awesome. It it it, <laughs> it, to, it totally is. And we we forget like other songs that we've we've grown to love, like uh, Cats in the Cradle, you know, like Ace like, doing New York Groove cover song. Uh, somebody just posted on the Group Me, King of the Nighttime World was a yeah, fucking cover that song. Blew my cover song mind. Dude. And then that I heard that mind. version. I'm like. Why would you pick that song? What what was there in that song? But that's that's how it happens, and it becomes naturalized to your experience of Kiss. It's uh, it's really weird. Um, uh, Great White always covered like a lot of songs. Uh, beginning in their 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 uh, Shot in the Dark record, they did like some Give Me Some Love, and they covered uh, uh, you know the Who with Substitute on their on their debut record, but. Uh, you know, they, they, they definitely covered like a lot of Led Zeppelin on their uh, Recovery Live record, which for me, like introduced me to, to Led Zeppelin. It was kind of like, I like these songs like a great deal. I'd like, I'd be, I'm really curious about like checking out the originals. And I think that's for me kind of like a, a signal moment where you just begin to kind of like, okay, now you, 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 you do some of the work. And of course, the, one of their biggest hits is an Ian Hunter song, which is Once Bitten twice shy that that song um guns and roses did like a lot of covers some of them just like very very poorly or just like why why are you gonna do live or live and let die 
Why are because you gonna... they they needed to put out a double album and they only had no, so many songs. No, no, they didn't. That's the thing. It's like they didn't need to do a double album, but they did. <laughs> um, I, I can remember like an entire summer of them fucking covering uh, the Bob Dylan song. Uh, Knocking on heaven's door. Knocking on heaven's door. Dude's like, I just got this haircut. We gotta put out double record. And and then <laughs> then and, and again, it was like it was like a live production of it, and it just kind of like actually just going like, give me some reggae, and it just gets into a reggae vibe. It's like, you know what? I'm gonna start listening to more pages or something of that ilk. It's just like, all right, I'm done. Is there something like? puddle of mud that I could not get into. But, uh, I they had a was, cover, didn't they? That was years off. Yeah. I, I'm sure they did. Marilyn what was their Manson? cover, Colin? Uh, I cannot think of... But oh the one God. song I wanted to mention... The Marilyn Manson cover is a good one. That's yeah, the one that I. That's the one that I wanted to Which mention one? is Marilyn Manson Sweet doing dreams. the doing the Arrhythmics Sweet I, Dreams. Yeah, you know what? That's I, very good. I hated that, dude. And really? I went back and I was like, everybody's talking about it. Maybe it's cool. It's not. It's just not that good. Um, the point that you're missing, though, is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let Mike tell you why you're wrong, David. It's not good. It's not better than the original. It's not supposed to. It's, supposed it's also to... not good. It's supposed to, like, ironically tweak it. It's doing the same sort of gender-bending sort of thing that Annie Lennox was doing, and it's and it's playing with the sort of tropes of the song. It, it, it doesn't have to be successful. Because I just don't... I, j- j- just just like uh, Lip Biscuit's uh, Faith song isn't supposed to, like, sound exactly like George Michael. It's meant to, like, upset or disturb uh, uh, your, your sort of expectation of the song, and you're like... Oh, they're taking the piss out of this, but they're also adding a little of their own sort of, uh, you know, 1990s sort of flavor to it. You're like, you you can respect the sort of. Mm, well, I mean, you can. the marketeering of no, I, I'm not respecting the marketeering of it, but it's like it's novel in a way. I just like, no, I just don't think it's good, and 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 I'll tell you why I say that because when they're later records came out and I paid attention to them again it was so much better than that pile of garbage that that single and that record was and I'm like but that was the that was the thing that launched them right that's the, was it again, that was the first time that anybody had really heard them when they got MTV it's Isn't like it in a movie it's probably attached to a movie, um I, I, again I, I'm, credits I'm, on screen I'm, seven I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure of that, but again, it was like one of those things where it's like, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna like just come out being like 100% original with ourselves and just shock people, or like we're gonna come in like a little bit kind of like, hey, this is a song that you're familiar with. Let's uh, let's fuck with your brains a bit. Um, can, can we spend before we like we're not gonna like abruptly sign out, but like we, we should totally talk about like our just favorite like cover songs that aren't metal. Can we do that too? Mm-hmm. David's got to go. All right. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Jimi Hendrix covering There's... Dylan's uh, All Around the Watchtower. Fucking, that's... All that's along what, the Watchtower? All along the Watchtower. Out around the... Out oh, by near somewhere around... I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I, I, there's a record by Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hoffs called uh, mm-hmm. Under the Covers. 
That's a great one. Three yeah, records. Absolutely. It's well, yeah. Two great I, 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 I happened upon it during the first record. I listened to a little bit of the second record. I didn't know there was a third record. But I'll say the first record is good. Their Cinnamon Girl is dead on, but it's their recording of different drum that is just freaking sexy, dude. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, which, by the way, written by anybody? Uh, Mike Nesmith song written for his wife at the time. Uh, yeah. The monkeys, the guy with the hoodie, written by, the... written for uh, yeah. Stone Pockets. Yeah. Mom created Stone whiteout. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that would he explain a lot, a lot of huffing. A lot of huffing. A lot of huffing. Towns Van Zant style. I'm gonna throw in uh, Travis, uh, Scottish band. You guys might remember Travis from Trip. the. No, just Travis. That's the name of the band from like the late '90s, uh, covering uh, Britney Spears' "Baby One More Time." I think that was one of those moments where it's like, "Oh my gosh, this is what happens when you take a, a sort of seemingly kind of like overly popular song that, that, whose subtleties and nuances you might have neglected, and they just kind of like." tone it way down and they make it they make it sound so sweet and sincere and hurt and painful it's like did i did i miss something but it's like it it, it goes with like the the sort of like song craft so you've got to check that one you know what band i thought was a metal band in my mind i remembered it being a metal band covering a song but it turns out it wasn't a metal band covering a song the no. Atari's version of Boys of Summer. Mm, yeah, that's oh, really good. Shit. Oh, right? yeah. That, oh. Ma- that actually made me go back and listen to the original and actually like the original much more. Yeah, that, that's, that's again, that's that sort of like, that, that's, a, that's a good cover and, and a kind of a kickback. They really captures the time. Do you, do you remember like the, the tweak they make in the lyrics to update the deadhead sticker on yeah. a Cadillac from yeah, Henley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a black flag sticker on a Cadillac. Yeah, it was like, that's right. Okay. Good cover, though. Most of the people... It, 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 it was very... Cool. You know, a lot of folks, particularly when you think about, like, the, the hatred of Mojo Nixon, a lot of folks really rail on Don Henley. But they did that song right. Yeah. No, that's, that, that, is, that is a classic song. And it's, it, maybe that's one of my exceptions there, where it's like... How, I would still prefer the Don Henley version because how, how, how could but you it's good. That? It's but good. It, when it comes on, I turn it up. Yeah, Five Finger Death Punch did a great version of Bad Company. What's that? Five Finger Death Punch, Bad Company. The song Bad Company by mm-hmm. Bad Company. Bad Company did a song called Five Finger Death Punch. No, you got it reversed. The the band Bad Company covered the song. It was their original song called Bad Company, and then like the fifty years Bad later. Five Finger Death Pitch, uh, they they cover it. Punch, punch. And, and is it is it good? I love it. How huh. many bands did a song that was called the band name? Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, Black got two. Sabbath, what do you guys Maiden. got? Uh, <laughs> Kiss in Time. <laughs> that doesn't count. It totally counts. Doesn't count. It's, it's in Kiss. the name. If they did the Prince song Kiss, it would count. Uh, there's there's a lot of bands that use like little shout outs to their names too. White that, Wolf. That, 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 hey. You guys are just like you guys are all over the white wolf. We we love the I, white wolf. I sent an entire episode <laughs> of the white wolf. They're gonna die. It'll be a solo. You know, right. you Hi know everybody, they, I'm Michael Stamps. You know, they, they, they hey, we're it. gonna release our four solo episodes. We can <laughs> <laughs> and then Dynasty. For, 
I, I'm here to talk to you about White Wolf. Right, right. so we each do our own episode, and then we do a disco episode. There you go. There you go. We should totally do our own episode, uh, just like just take one of the, the Kiss man, solo records and listen to it, do like a solo record. Just go like, I call Peter. Gene. Ace. John Suck with Paul, which is it's, it's a Paul's great, album is great. I'm fine. It's a good that. record, man. Yeah. Like half of the elders, Paul's record, and half of the elders, Gene's record. Ah, uh, it's 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 a good record. That would be a fucking good listening party tour pack. Wow. Man, that okay, that's, we're doing that's, it. That's ambitious. We need to like uh, catch up on our sleep and like yeah, then plan that. How some of those records are like really short, like somewhere They're like thirty-five short. minutes or like so. all of them. They're all short. Mm, yeah. There's there's no epic sort of like. Damn, even, even with when you get when you wish upon a star, it just gets to about thirty seconds. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a minute and a half. It's like if oh. it was one song, John would love it. <laughs> there's 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 a lot of the Gene record that's good, and and, and again that that's a good cover song right there. I'm, I'm thinking there's probably a lot on Peter's or they even a wide been. berth for good. But yeah, sorry for anybody who got stuck with Peter. Um, we got anything else we want to add about uh, cover songs? Any no, sort of? If you're I, in I, a band, don't do cover songs. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think that works because, like, I've seen like there's some. Better, sh- there's more payoff writing a really good song that is the name of your band. There, there, there is a band. Um, I'm gonna just throw out here that that's the that's that's been working and performing for the like the past like nearly 50 years called crack the sky Duncan. they're 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 out of, they're out of baltimore i believe it is or delaware again my friend chris tipping turned me on to them but uh, whenever we see them live at sellersville they'll do this really kind of cool thing after they're doing like all of their sort of hits over their their really long career really and you won't know any of their songs but uh I always feel like greatly sort of relieved and sort of like energetic when they do a sort of a in memoriam medley, um, you know, so like it was the like end of the Emmy awards, it, but again, but they, they throw out some songs and they just kind of like, just start to blend them together. And they, it was, it was probably the year that like Glenn Fry died. So they did some Eagles and it turned into like smugglers blues. I don't think That's they did. I, I think they did Eagle stuff. They weren't doing like Smuggler's Blues shit or the Heat Is On crap like that. But you know what I'm saying. Smuggler's what, Blues is fun. The long, the so long I, I, that band stays together, that that medley's gonna start sucking. I'm I'm just saying like there was <laughs> yeah. there there are multiple return the return of Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Steagram's <laughs> wine coolers. I like the wine coolers. String out the money. Drag out the recently disinterred corpse of uh, Pearl Lives. <laughs> no, that, that, that was the experience for me. Uh, like when I saw the like the Anthrax kill shit, it was like, totally oh shit, fine. I don't like any of these songs. They're playing a Dio song, and like I got video of it. Like everybody started like jumping around. Like oh, I recognize this song, and I Dude, like it. Did kill switch say, over? Did you say kill shit or kill switch? Wow, yes. I might have mispronounced. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> that was, oh, okay. You have listened to another episode of Middle Age Metalheads where we did a lot of talking about a lot 
of cover songs from bands you love and bands you've never heard of songs you love and songs you've never heard of but thanks for hanging out with us again i hear whispers in the wind an acdc episode might be coming up soon maybe or metallica or something 90 90 minutes of wind before so when you listen to this episode hit us up on social media tell us acdc metallica where do you think we should go i myself am kind of leaning towards that acdc or slayer episode i hear too but again we really appreciate you hanging out with us uh i'm colin bostler for john harden michael stamps david timoney thank you very much again and we'll talk to you soon